0: The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful My name is David, and I've been a part of West Hills for, my goodness, about a quarter century. How long has there been a West Hills Friends? 30 years. 29 years, yeah. yeah, 30 in March, I'm told. So there is an emerging opportunity for us. So far, this opportunity is little more than a name. That name, of course, is Sierra Cascades Yearly Meeting. Did I get it right, Skimp? Yeah, (laughs) skimp, yeah. We will have an opportunity to discuss this in future yearly meeting agendas or listed in yearly meeting agendas to continue contemplating whether to be part of this emerging yearly meeting of friends to help shape it or to continue to walk as an independent yearly meeting. So I've been spending some time this past several months as part of Northwest Yearly Meeting's transition team, helping to negotiate this divorce, perhaps expulsion of several of our monthly meetings from the Northwest Yearly Meeting of Friends. Before that, I was a part of West Hills Friends Elders Committee along with several faithful friends. Here, you know who you are. (laughs) Who worked through the laborious process of being under the disciplinary process of the yearly meeting that led to this divorce. Julie and I more recently, along with some others of you, went to a couple of meetings at the Reedwood Meeting House that had to deal with the Twin Rocks Association and how to deal or not deal with those of us who were leaving Northwest Yearly Meeting and the hard realities that have come out of that. More recently, just this last week, I spent three days, Wednesday through Friday, in travel to and travel back from Washington, D.C. area, reviewing grants for the Department of Defense. Oh, my gosh, a Quaker doing DOD work, right? Right on, on, baby. (laughs) Yeah. So these grants were people's proposals to develop vaccines or drugs or detection methods for malaria. Yeah. Plow or swords into plowshares, as I think of it. This is um, because our military, whenever it sends troops or representatives of any sort to most of the world, those are malarious regions. So they call on our expertise in malaria to evaluate these grant proposals. So that's exhausting work. And I got back late Friday evening and then I spent pretty much all day yesterday down in the Newburgh area working with this transition team dealing with this divorce from the early meeting, and it was hard, difficult, disappointing work, I tell you. So I understand what it is to be tired. I understand the pull to want to walk away and not be a part of a larger group of meetings that may Hurt us again at West Hills Friends to want to be independent, to be able to call our own shots without regard to what other friends might think, what other friends might consider, what other friends might discern. But I also read these words and try to listen, and this is in your bulletin. You can find the page name number if you want to follow along in your Bibles. This is from Philippians 2 starting in verse 1. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort provided by love, any fellowship in the Spirit, any affection or mercy, complete my joy and be of the same mind by having the same love, being united in Spirit and having one purpose, instead of being motivated by by selfish ambition or vanity, each of you should, in humility, be motivated to treat one another as more important than yourself. Each of you should be concerned not only by your own interests, but by the interests of others as well. And I also try to listen to these words from The Yearly Meeting of London, British friends. They're a little different. And they're even more different because these are words from 1668. So it's a little hard to read them, but I'll try. We did conclude among ourselves to settle a meeting to see one another's faces and open our hearts to one another in the truth of God, once a year, as formally it used to be. Let me read that again. We did conclude among ourselves to settle a meeting, to see one another's faces, and open our hearts to one another in the truth of God, once a year, as formally it used to be. Now, I don't pretend to have the right answers about West Hill's friends joining Sierra Cascade's yearly meeting of friends. For early friends, the answer seemingly would have been easy. They simply could not bear to be apart from one another. Perhaps now, transportation and the internet make such connections easier. Or perhaps these things make such connections more superficial. And I recognize that deciding what to do going forward can be made complex by the conflicting interests of the various people with whom we are in relationships. These are not simple questions. I recognize that. But what I do hope for us is that what we decide will be motivated not by our own interests, but also by the interests of others. Again, as Paul and Timothy wrote in Philippians 2, each of you should, in humility, be motivated to treat one another as more important than yourself. How is such a thing even possible? How is such a thing even doable? Let's keep reading. For Paul and for Timothy, this was the essence of the Christmas message. As he goes on in Philippians, continuing with verse 5, you should have the same attitude toward one another that Christ Jesus had, who, though existing in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied self by taking on the form of a slave, by looking like other people and sharing in human nature.